Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman here with Coach Gross once again. And Coach, still very early here, but practice week one official is done. How, how do you feel after that first week? Well, I feel pretty good. I mean, it's you, you always say you never really know what you got till the scrimmage, which is this week on Thursday. But uh, main thing is we don't have anybody hurt. <laughs> so after, as, as long as we're there and we keep getting better every day, that's all we're after. And anything or anyone really surprised you in that first week? Anything that jumped out at you? No, I don't think anything. You know, we pretty much know what we have, I think. And uh, like I say, the scrimmage is the big telltale for us anyway. I'm sure it is for a lot of other coaches, too. We find out what guys really want to get, get after it on the field and, and that type of thing. Who are you guys scrimmaging? Where are you scrimmaging at? Uh, we scrimmage at Claire versus Claire, Grayling, and Reed City. All right, and that's Thursday? Thursday morning. Thursday uh, morning. 9 a.m. the JVs will go, and then 11 o'clock uh, the varsity will go. I have to try and get up to get out of the office a little bit and he- head up there for that one. And now for somebody listening to this that isn't familiar, now we put our podcast up everywhere and anywhere. There's somebody that doesn't know what Beale City football is. Uh, you know, how would you even start trying to describe that? Well, I think it's a tradition. I, I think it's you grow up uh, watching it. And you grow up seeing the success. And I think that's you know kind of what it is that makes us successful is the is the tradition and the kids that's seen it and they know what it's all about. You know, you make them finals runs and their deep playoff runs and kids like, man, I want to do that. So you know, I mean, I got a couple, I got a few kids at my household that really you know they see that man, we want that trophy. You know, well got to go work for it you know so it's not just my household I'm sure it's a lot of other households too but you know I got lots of nephews and stuff like that same thing it, you know you see it you, you see uh, it and you want to emulate it yeah you, you, you know you want to do the same thing when I've talked to your kids or whatever when I have I ask who they look up to as a football player when I ask Beale City kids I rarely get that NFL guy I usually get a Chase Rowland or a Kevin Clare or maybe even a you or something like that and I always think that's really cool and I think that describes how I feel like this is as pure small town football like when you're dreaming of Friday night lights in small town america i feel like this is as good as it gets out here well I, I, kind of going back to that i mean i always looked up to todd schaefer i don't know if you ever know todd schaefer. Oh, yeah you know, i'm sure you know who todd schaefer is but uh i kind of always looked up to him a little bit you know I, he was great in every sport i kind of looked up to that and then you named, named chase rollin i mean i coached chase i mean still to this day one of the best football players i've ever coached um so i mean those are good people to look up to yep the the run back that he had against munising in the uper dome after they they had scored a touchdown down to go up in the third quarter 7-0 and we're jumping up and down I don't know if you remember this and then they kicked it off to him and he ran it all the way back and that was one of the very first games I ever broadcasted so when I go back and listen to that highlight I've still got it saved I kind of laugh at myself and shake my head a little bit but it's just, just unbelievable now you get to see what he's going on to do and that's that's kind of special now kind of a random question might be changing might be the same who's on your staff this year Oh, we have this pretty much the same staff this year. Dan Martin, who's been doing it longer than me. I mean, he was at Mount Pleasant for a while. He's a Beale City guy. Uh, Charlie Gross is helping me as well. And then uh, we have uh, four newer guys doing the JVs. Uh, Steve Pritchard's been doing it. Well, I shouldn't say newer. He's been doing it for three, four years anyways. And then uh, Justin Oswald, which would be Matt Oswald's dad. All right. He's he's uh, He's been doing JV for a while. And Dennis Lorenz, who actually coached me. You know, a lot, way back when, and then uh, Jason McDonald is helping us out as well. All Beale City guys, right. which I think is kind of unique. We, you know, 
Yep. We talked about that tradition, and that's. Oh yeah. Do you ever lean on Coach Lorenz, who was somebody who was who was your coach? Do you maybe kind of is he the one you kind of go to if you got a question? You got me digging a little deeper into this now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you always you dig on everybody. Lean on Coach Jason McIntyre. I mean, yeah. I, I ask him things. You know, Jason's a, just a plethora of knowledge. I mean, that guy's got a been doing it for a long time as well. So I mean, the, all all coaches. I mean, I got to coach in the All Star game a little bit. So you, you know you. You learn it. You're just always trying to learn something and basically steal something from somebody else. I get learn something, steal it's, whatever it, you want to call it. If you can take the best things you've learned from all the coaches you're with, I think that's the best way to make a great coach. We talked some names in our season preview, but formation wise, and this might be a little regurgitating information for people. What are they going to see from you guys offensively and defensively? I feel like that's where you guys maybe changed up a little bit more. Well, I think defensively, you're going to say see the same things we've seen that you've seen all year. Offensively, you might see us spread out a little more with our athletes. I mean, I don't know if they were, I think we're going to you know, do anything totally different than mm-hmm. what we've done in the past. But uh, you just might see some more spread out formations and try and get some guys, uh, get the ball in space. Leaders of this team, do you kind of know who those guys are going to be? Or are they still kind of stepping up out there in the early part of practice? Well, I mean, we, we kind of know who they are. Um, there's, like I say, I still think the scrimmage is going to show you get out there against different competition. That's really what you're, when you're going to find out what you got. All right, so yeah, ne- next week you'll be able to answer that question a little bit more. Yeah. And what are you expecting from Highland opponents this year? Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Maybe there's a couple guys returning that you remember, but you got really tough bookends with Ravenna and Cass City. Oh yeah, I, our, our schedule's tough, and I, I like our schedule being tough. I I always tell everybody that if we can get through the first five six games and be healthy, and obviously be three wins, whatever, steering towards just the steering playoffs. towards the playoffs. That's where we want to be. I mean, that's that's what we're after. Not not. We always obviously want to win the conference as well, but uh, you know our conference is going to be tough. McBain's going to be really good, I think. Lake City has three kids returning that are just super fast that were last year anyway. I know one of them was banged up last year when we played them, but uh, and Everett, I think they got two or three, four good kids coming back, and I mean it, it just goes on and on. Those are our, those are the first part of our schedule, so that's that's kind of what I've been paying attention so, yeah, to. So you come out of that in okay shape, you're going to be feeling really good. Yeah, about we feel things. really good. Yep. Yeah, but kind of end this one with a light question. Same thing I did with Coach Wheaton earlier. Just your absolute favorite part about coaching. Oh, my favorite part about coaching is the kids. I mean, you get all different kinds of personalities, and you get different. Just just seeing those kids and seeing them kids succeed. That's you know that's what you that's the best part about it. All right, Coach, appreciate it so much, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. Another big, big thank you to Coach Gross taking some time to chat with me. Now we're going to move right on into my interview with Josh Wheaton from Sacred Heart Academy, your own Spock Sports Show. Chris Bachman here with Coach Wheaton, another Spock Sports Show as we get ready for the high school football season. And still very early here, but Coach, your, your first week under your belt uh, as a head coach, how you feel? I feel good. Um, I'm not going to say great. I feel okay. Uh, there's a, we, we have a lot to work on. We ended the week with our inter-squad scrimmage, our red and white game. And there, a lot of factors play into the, the, the reasons that um, I feel like we need to work on a lot of things. But there were some good things that happened Saturday and, and some not so good things. Um, things that I thought we were pretty good at, I realized that we need more work at. We had JVs and varsities mixed in with this game, so it's hard to uh, get a real good assessment, a solid assessment of it. But we, we did some good things. We discovered a couple kids. We discovered a couple of kids that we think are now going to help us in different places, you know, in different areas than we thought they were going to help us in. So we're feeling okay. We, uh, this is a big week. We got three days of practice and then a big scrimmage down by Flint. We're going to find out Thursday what we have going into to week one. So Yeah, now you kind of mentioned a couple of surprises. Any surprises for you as a coach in your, you know, your first official week of practice? Like, oh, 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 oh man. Well, uh, not, not, not in terms of football. I mean, I've been around it long enough that, you know, I – you know, being out there and practicing for, you know, twice a day and starting early in the morning and ending in the, 
the afternoon, those kinds of things. Like, you know, I'm just used to that this time of year. But I think the surprising part is being a head coach versus, you know, being an assistant is there's just so many other things that have nothing to do with football that now I have to deal with. And and it's okay. I, I understood it. You know, I've been a head coach in other sports and I understand what, what, what that entails and what comes along with that. Other than that, you know, you dream that all you're going to have to do is deal with football stuff. Well, instead, you've got to return emails and you've got to return texts and you've got to do these phone call things and you got to do this stuff and, you know, you got to talk this about darn pictures. Interview, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but this is all scheduled, yeah. right? Yeah. But you got you got to deal with pictures, you know? I mean, we haven't even started school yet. Things like that, like yep. things that you don't want to have to deal with that are non-football related, but you deal with them because so you know it's part of the job. Step onto so. the gridiron. It's yep. all good, but still getting used to some of that. Uh, we'll say extracurricular yeah, stuff the, outside of football. Yeah, the intangibles. Yeah, the right? intangibles. Right. <laughs> and so. now for you personally, 11-man to 8-man, and this is going to be another good question after next week and after week one. What's been the difference that you've seen so far? Uh, the biggest difference is trying to figure out, um, you know, field dividers and where where you should be and where you want to line up here and where you want to line up there. And 11-man, you knew. You know, it was it's always the same. And now everything shrinks a little bit, especially from the sidelines um, in. There's a lot less kids on the field. And, you know, you find yourself counting and you're over counting and counting again and over counting and counting again because you're like, wait, that doesn't seem right. Looks like we don't have enough. And you typically do. And, you know, so just that kind of stuff from that standpoint. But as far as um, scheming and play calling and offense and defense, I mean, it's really not all that different. It's still blocking and tackling and assignment and, you know, and doing the things that you're supposed to do. And so from that standpoint, not, not all that different from uh, space and field and things like that, a little bit different. So yep. and now, again, maybe a better question after week one or week two, and you might have talked about a little bit in your inner squad scrimmage. you know of a strength of this team yet and maybe a weakness, something you guys really need to work on? Well, the strength of the team is our skilled positions for sure. I mean, we have the big kids. Our skill position guys are, are real football players. I mean, both sides of the ball. and real You're football. talking Halliday, Rose. Yeah, Halliday, Rose, Bogue, McDonald, uh, Stemke, you know, those kind of kids. Um we have a couple of new seniors that came out this year who those guys um, have kind of really – they were football players but didn't know it kind of kids. From that standpoint, yeah, I mean, we – you know, we got – we're good there. We talked about this before last week, but you're talking about, you know, offense being a little bit similar to what you see if you go to a Mount Pleasant game, the fact that it's, it's going to be multiple. How might that look in eight-man football? Just maybe kind of describe a couple formations out there that go from 11-man to eight-man, the players you move around. Well, I mean, we still – you can get into an eye formation. You can get into a gun situation where you have a tight end still and a fullback. We, you can get into, you know, you can get trip sets. You can do all these things that we always did there but you can still run the football out of all of it. And that's the key. You know, we may end up with four receivers on the field and still be running the football. So, in fact, I'm not going to say we may. We will be doing that. <laughs> Those are, you know, a lot of the similarities. You know, it's a it's an offense where the run first is what we focus on and then um, do everything else off of that. And we do it out of multiple formations, and you can run the same play. Well, you can run the same play six times in a row out of six different formations, and it'll look like a completely different play. So that from that standpoint, that's how it'll look the same in that regard so and now kind of a curious question here that might even dial back a little bit further rocket football um, are these sacred heart kids playing part in the mount pleasant just normal rocket football program uh well before seventh grade before they, seventh grade. before right. seventh grade they are because we do have a middle school team yep. blocking schemes and concepts and stuff like that at those levels because they're going to take that all the way through 12th yep. grade well the, you know our kids that go play rocket football they're going to play rocket football and then they're coming into middle school and then now having to learn our system which is similar the terminology is very similar I took a lot of that with us so a lot of the terminology and things they'll still hear and recognize uh, once once they get to middle school but it's an eight-man game versus an 11-man game so things change right 
where yep. you might used to where you had a tackle in a tight end before. There's no such thing as that in eight man football unless you're going unbalanced or something like that. So with that regard, that would be the difference. But yeah, they're still they're still doing. Do you have any preseason goals for this team yet? And it, it might still be too early, but can you talk on that a little bit? Um, not yet. We're we're actually getting together to do that this week. So right. um, so that'll happen this week. This this year's team, the twenty the fall of twenty twenty two football team is are going to set the values and, and the core values of this program this year that every team that follows them as long as I'm the head coach is going to to uh, adhere to so it's a really important meeting that we're going to have this week I'm looking forward to it I think a few of the older uh, players are looking forward to it as far as team goals are concerned we, we haven't set any goals yet and, and those will come this week along with those core values so so. Yeah, and that, like I said, it's well, it's early, but you know, got to ask it's that early. question, yeah. and I'll continue it's to a, ask that. It's question. Not real early though. I mean, it, it was earlier a week yeah, ago, yeah, right? True that. I mean, true that. And so. at, at some point, I will add on to that question: is what do you still need to do to yeah. get to that goal? Yeah, you know, that's right. And uh, kind of the last thing, I want to end with something light here. What's your favorite part of coaching? Favorite and, part, and, of coach- and you can talk about softball, football combined. Maybe just uh, dive into football. It, it's the same across the board. It's connecting with the kids. You know, I, I teach at the school that I coach the two sports at. So you know, most almost every kid, well. Every kid that is in this locker room right now, I've taught in some class at school. So you build a relationship in the classroom, and then that relationship sort of gets better and better as you go outside of the classroom, and then you show up here at the field. And now, you know, I've, I've got that foundation, and then you're just building off all of that foundation with these kids. But it's just being with the guys. And, uh, you know, I've always coached girls sports. Yeah, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any sons. I've got three daughters at home. So, um, so when I show up, I've got 20, 28 sons here. And, <laughs> and that's the greatest thing about coaching. It's not about wins, not about losses, not about touchdowns, it's not about any of that stuff. It's about connecting with the kids and, and building those re- relationships with them. So yeah, turning young people into great young adults. Right. Or, yeah, I didn't, yep. I kind of butchered that. But Boys into young men, right? Yeah, yeah or ladies into, and, you know, and, young women. Girls into and, and, and young ladies. Yep. All right, Coach Weed, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me. And we'll catch up with you again next week. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Another big, big thank you to Coach Wheaton for taking some time to chat with me. And don't forget, MyMichiganPodcast.com. You can check out interviews also with Beale City Head Coach Brad Gross, Mount Pleasant Head Coach Jason McIntyre, catching up with Shepard, Claire Soon. And starting August 29th, 7 p.m. Monday night, Spock Sports Show goes prime time on Buck 92. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck 92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.